from the Cats Audio Network. This is Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Cats Today for a Wednesday, August the 24th, 2022, as we uh, hit the final week of August somehow. Yeah, uh, we did it. Week 12 ahead on the schedule. Cats taking on the Toronto Argonauts. And, of course, we'll have that game for you here on the Ticats Audio Network. Coverage starts at 6.30 uh, with Andy Fantuz and Bubba O'Neill. And then RJ Broadhead, Luke Tasker have the call. So Ticats taking on the Argos in what is a huge East Division matchup and sets up the rematch and the fourth of four games in five weeks against the Argos on Labor Day. That's on September 5th, the Monday, first Monday of September, as it is always Every year, that's when Labor Day is, and we hope to see you down here, here at Tim Hortons Field. I saw Scott Mitchell uh, uh, tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago, just less than 2,000 tickets, so you got to believe there's less than that available now. So if you want to be here, make sure you go to tightcats.ca slash tickets for more information. Coming up on today's show, we'll hear from Coach O, as we always do here on Ticats Today, and I know I should be careful when I say that, but uh, as we often and most usually do here on Ticats Today, Coach O coming up. We'll also hear from Tunde Adelike and Don Jackson, and coming up, lead play-by-play voice, the smooth, sultry voice you hear on the Ticats uh, broadcast, usually on TSN. It's Rod Smith, so he'll be by and we'll get his thoughts on where the Ticats are at, where the rest of the East Division is at, and uh, talk a little bit more about the uh, the bigger stories across the CFL. I know I usually save that for Bubba O'Neill, but uh, when you're talking to a guy like Rod Smith, you know, i uh, got to get his thoughts on uh, Jake Mayer being listed above Bo Levi Mitchell on the Calgary Stampeders depth chart. He's got the BC Lions game this week, so we'll ask him about uh, where he thinks the Lions are going to go without Rourke. But don't worry, plenty of Ticats and Argos talk as well, coming up with Rod Smith here on Ticats today. Louis Butko here. Thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. As uh, you know, we appreciate you listening to all the shows we got here for you on the Ticats Audio Network, including a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy, which will be dropping very soon. As I catch up with Nate Ajay and get his thoughts on uh, on Friday's game against the Argos. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. Let's just take a quick look at the uh, injury report from yesterday. Because uh, a couple things I want to let you know. Simone Lawrence, Siante Evans did not practice. Uh, Alex Fontana did not practice. Jake Burt did not practice. Dylan Wynn did not practice. Lawrence Woods did not practice. Jamie Wynn did not practice. So mm, the injury report for the Ticats right now is not good. Coach talked about it yesterday. Uh, they were limited. They are limited in their availability of players. Uh, good news, Dane Evans, speaking of limited, was limited. Jamal Roll was limited as well. They uh, could be trending in the right direction. Bailey Feltmate dealing with quad injury. He was limited and Julian house as well. He was also limited. And uh, for Wednesday's practice report, that's today. Uh, just go to CFL.ca. Probably by the time you're listening to this, maybe by the time you're listening to it, uh, we will have a, a better idea. And just on the other side for the Argos, Jagger Davis did not practice for the Argos yesterday. Uh, Dejon Allen and Tommy Neald were also uh, among those who did not practice, Declan Cross didn't practice. Uh, former 
uh, McMaster Marauder, Oakville native, uh, Enoch Penny Larea, also a former McMaster Marauder. He didn't practice. He was limited, excuse me, for uh, the Argos. All right, for more on Friday's game, let's hear from the head coach, President of Football Ops. Here is Orlando Steinauer, caught up with him after practice and asked him about the status of number nine. Yep, Dane will, uh, Dane will see action this week for sure. Not really. I think um, it's, it, like I say, it's always a balance between um, having him prepared mentally but also physically. And so you always have to adapt to the way your football team is at the time uh, during each of these weeks when they approach us. And other than that, uh, it's business as usual. Yeah, well, first it just needs to be noted, like the players aren't perfect and they're not held to a standard of perfection and and coaches, uh, you know, aren't perfect either. So, you know, players don't always make um, the plays that they want to make and coaches don't always put players in positions or make calls that we all want to make. I mean, football is a game of mistakes and we're just trying to make the least amount and not make the same ones over again. So, uh, yeah, I think early in my coaching career, Sometimes you wanted to say, this is what I mean. This is what it looks like. Uh, but at the end of the day, that also challenges my competitive, or challenge my competitive streak. And that if I think I'm a great teacher, then we sh- I should be able to teach uh, others how to do it. Well, I just think that's kind of the environment that we've created. But I think I could sum it up in one word, and that is that they care. It's really that simple. That is the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, as we caught up with him after practice today. Also had a chance to catch up with Tunde Adelike, and here's what he had to say. And we started our conversation by asking about uh, having Cariel Brooks back the last uh, four games and uh, the impact he has had you know, on that secondary. Uh, it's, it's nice to have a guy like that back in the room. He's a CFL all-star, probably the best to play the position like in the league right now. So uh, it's good to have him back there. And uh, it's we've always had him with us. You know, he's not like he's been injured and he just left us. He's always been giving us tips and things like that. And Darby filled that role pretty well. So it's good to have him back. And it's just good to have a, a good group of guys like that. Uh, yeah, it's actually crazy. Like he's been here, what, two, three days now. And it doesn't even seem like he's a new guy. Like when we call a play, he seems like he knows everything. Uh, I guess he's a guy who's just quick on his playbook and quick to understand stuff. So. We've all we've been in this league a long time. We've, I've seen him play in Montreal, and I've seen him make a lot of plays. And I think he's one of the better players in this league. So, it's it's great to get a guy like that in here, and uh, hopefully he brings and gives us a lot of tips because, you know, he's he's played. There's only nine teams in the league, right? So he's played everyone, and he probably got some tips that we don't know, or like some little keys that we haven't found. So, uh, having a guy like that in the room is gonna only make us better. Just the way they use uh, the full field with their with. Bethel, you know, he's able to throw it to one strong. Like, not most quarterbacks are able to catch the ball and get it out there that quick. So uh, he's pretty good at reading defenses, and he's good at getting the ball out there. So we just have to we have to play the way we played uh, the last time we played them and not the first time, you know. We just have to take things away and tackle and get get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, yeah, it's 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 weird to be at this position, and it's – I don't know if it's, it's – it's probably easier to take things one game at a time because all we know is we – we can only play one team at a time, right? So uh, each week we're just fighting to get that win and just know if, we've, if we play Ticat defense and if we play all to the standards that we all know, we can easily just win out, you know? I think that's one of the biggest things you can do in situations like that because we've all been together for a while and we all know how good we can all play. And in, in these games, past couple of games, there's been points where one guy or a couple, a couple of guys in certain situations would make a little mistake and it'd be... The worst time to make that mistake, you know. So it, it, 
when when you're losing games, it's easy to point fingers and the team starts to divide. And we've all had trouble with that, and we've all had situations like that. But uh, I think one thing about this team is that we understand that, and it's one thing we know we can we can beat good teams and we can be successful. So I think as long as we keep pushing, we're going to be good. Does that go back to controlling what you're able to control? Yeah, that's a big thing we preach over here. Is there's going to be uncontrollable factors, and things are going to happen out of out of our uh, out of our control. But there's a lot of things we can't control, and, and that's like attitude, effort, and things like that. So as long as we the controllable factors, we're going to be all right. And that's Tunde Adelke as we caught up with him after practice today. And one more piece of sound as uh, we got to catch up with Don Jackson, Donnie J. And uh, just as a reminder, full scrum is always available at ticats.ca. Uh, we caught up with Donnie J and uh, asked him about, uh, I asked him why, despite their record at 3-7, and seven, he believes the Hamilton Tiger Cats are still a good football team. Here's what he had to say. Uh, we just know what we got. Um, a lot of the guys, uh, we've seen a, uh, a lot of these guys make plays in a big way. We've seen this team. Um, a lot of these guys on this team in the, in the past be able to, uh, to do some great things. And, and we preach the right things here, too. We, we all work hard. We, we, um, we put in the necessary uh, time, hours, and effort to, to feel like that we're that team still. So um, the work. The work is what makes us feel like we're still a good team. You got to keep fighting. It's simple. Keep fighting and keep learning. Like, um, like football works. Fo- football is a 12-man sport, and, and there's a lot of things that got to be correct and that cultivate together for success. So um, we haven't lost any faith in that. We just know that we got to just keep pounding, pounding on, the, uh, on being a disciplined football team, being a team that is together, and being resilient. So we just got to keep keep working, man. Just keep working. Um, it's just important. It's, it's a big thing for us to protect the quarterback, keep him on his feet. And we feel if we can do that, no matter who's back there, then we got an opportunity to win the game. So um, it's, it's all a testament to my coach. My coach, uh, JB, he's made it super important for our room to understand uh, pass protection and how we can get better at that and how we can play fast by seeing things ahead of time. So... Um, that's, it's just a credit to trying to just be the guy that the team needs to be. And pass protection is, is, is almost first on this for us. So uh, we got to keep the quarterback upright. And uh, pass, uh, pass protecting is, is, is something that is an absolute here. If you want to play running back here, you have to be able to pass protect. Two selfless guys. That's all it is. Like, um, and now I think that's, I think that's, a, I think that's something that in leaders that people kind of overlook. But both of those guys are just very selfless, and and they know how to to support each other in the the biggest way. And they're literally working nonstop. Like if it's in the meeting room, they're bouncing ideas off of each other. If it's on the field, it's the same, and it's the same situation. Like iron sharpen iron with those guys, and I think um, I think it gives other guys confidence to follow that. Yeah, they have a way of of quickly taking control, and then sitting back and letting everybody else do the thing. They just, it's, I've actually never seen it before, to be honest. Uh, they just have a way about it. And I think it, I think it starts with, uh, first it starts with up top. I think the idea of bringing Matt in um, was, was absolutely a, a crazy call, a lovely call for us. And um, you can just see them two meshing together and, and making each other better, better and keep building. So it's fun to watch. It's definitely fun to watch. Uh, the day. Each play, 
the game. That's what matters. Um, they're going to prepare hard just like we do. Um, we, uh, and, and we know that, you know, a lot of the stuff beforehand, that gives us the confidence. Like preparing through the week gives us the confidence, but all in all, Friday, we got to go play. They know that they got to go play. It's, it's, it's whoever comes to run to go throw that first punch and finish and play all four quarters, that's what win the game. And that is Don Jackson as we caught up with him after practice today. And always, you can catch full scrums at ticats.ca. All right, very pleased now to be joined by the lead play-by-play voice of the CFL on TSN, Mr. Rod Smith. And uh, Rod, I know uh, you were lucky enough to have a bird's-eye view of the the first two games between these two clubs. I know you're not going to be there this week, but what are you expecting from round three of this Ticats Argos heavyweight fight. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm going I'm to miss it. I mean, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing uh, the BC Lions uh, game against Saskatchewan because I haven't seen the Lions this year. So I'm going to be out west this week. So, but I do miss round three, and I'll be glad to be back for the fourth and final regular season round between these two and Labor Day Monday, their traditional meeting, Louis. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's hard to say, especially when each team, and then they've split this season series so far. And it was the fourth, the leader heading into the fourth quarter that wound up losing the game. So, um, you know, no lead is safe right now in the CFL and certainly not for the Argos and Ticats. I mean, we can go back to the, the East final where the, it was the Argos up 12, nothing. Right. Yeah. And it was the Ticats coming back the Labor Day classic. The first one, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the Ticats have played so well here on Labor Day. It's going to be a great couple of games and they're huge. How big are these games for the Ticats, where they're at in the, in, in the season right now? It is so hard to figure, Louie, just because the way the other Eastern teams are playing around them. I can't figure Hamilton out right now. I can't figure the Argos out, and I can't figure the Alouettes out. I mean, obviously, Ottawa's left with the most work to do. Um, they're in rough shape, and the rematch heading to Edmonton. But um, it, it's obviously huge because the, se- the season series is split, and the Argos are still two points ahead just two points ahead um, after they lost to Calgary. So they're at four and five. But, I I mean, it's really important for one of these Eastern teams to take the initiative and start, you know, to take control of the division. I don't know how it's going to play out. But especially important for Hamilton, just because they had that big win over the Argos two weeks ago, and it looked like they had the victory in Montreal, uh, only to lose it on the last play of the game. I mean, what a game that was. Uh, Back and forth they went. So, um it's huge. I, 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 the way the East is going right now, every yeah. single game down the stretch, especially between those three right now, it's just, it's just so hard to say. Yeah. Ticats, obviously after this back to back with the Argos, they hit the bye and then a, a game against the Alouettes. And then, yeah, they got to finish the season against the Ottawa Red Blacks and, and who knows where they'll be at at that point. Uh, right. we, we don't know the quarterback situation for the Ticats. We know that Dane Evans is working his way back. Matthew Schiltz looked efficient uh, last week against the, the Alouettes. Um, what do you make of the quarterback situation in Hamilton and how confident are you in, in either one of those guys? Well, I still am. I mean, Dane Evans had some mistakes with the football early that cost them, but I still think he's a very good quarterback and he is the guy, but Matthew Schiltz, I think he was more than just a game manager in that game in Montreal. I look at his numbers now, 27 to 39 for 303, uh, two touchdowns, no picks. And I thought he played a good game. One in particular, the way he eluded the rush and had a nice soft pass to Tim White, who was just spectacular in Montreal. What a game he had. Um, but that touchdown, I, I, I put it this way. There's, uh, I mean, that wasn't on the quarterback in any way, shape or form. 
them not being able to ultimately win that game. I thought Matthew Schiltz was, uh, was very good. And, um, and I still have faith in Dane Evans uh, as well. So I, I, I think Hamilton is still in good shape at that position. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be curious to see, you know, how those quarterbacks are managed down the stretch, because I know even before Dane got hurt, Schiltz was being used in some situations. I remember one play, even as a slot back when they had both quarterbacks out there. So, I mean, um, you know, I, uh, I, but I do like the way Shields played. And it's, it's nice that the tie cats and I'm, there's nobody suggesting there's a co- controversy when it comes to quarterbacks and the tie cats, but it's, it's nothing that they haven't handled before. I mean, right. from, from Zach Caleros and, and, and Masoli to Masoli and Dane Evans to Dane Evans and Matt Schiltz. I mean, if there's one team who can handle the outside noise of having two quality starting quarterbacks, it's the tie cats. Absolutely. Look at last year. I mean, they, they got to the great cup because they had two quarterbacks that they could rely on. And obviously, you know, Jeremiah didn't look as strong in that Eastern final. Dane goes on and goes 16 for 16, but then in the great cup, Dane goes down and other Jeremiah looked good and was so close, so close to the, the winning touchdown pass in that great cup to Jalen Acklin. I mean, it's one of those, what may have been moments and, and what a story that would have been for Masoli especially, but you're right. They're used to managing it. Orlando Steinauer is Tommy Condell. They're used to, uh, working with two quarterbacks that they can, you know, count on. And uh, I think they, the way that Schultz has acquitted himself so far, I think they have that situation again. Uh, well, I have you here and uh, you brought up the great cup. I'll remind you, we have a no talking about the 2021 oh, okay. great cup rule here and I'll file official complaint uh, with TSN specifically uh, top 10 championship saving moments. Uh, there was the Winnipeg interception in the 2021 Grey Cup. So just filing that uh, official I, complaint. Uh, if by you can the get way, that how big is, to... is this? Is this your rule, or did yeah, somebody no, else? Yeah, no, no, it's 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 my rule. It's it's my it's rule. Your we, rule, yeah. We don't we don't talk about the 2021 Grey Cup. Well, yet. I'll tell you what. There was a, there was a, a. I'll mention a game earlier, which also, if I'm a Ticat fan, I do not want to talk about. It. I don't want me talking <laughs> about it. But when they had Calgary by 24, and the Stampeders came back and won that game. Mm. And there were some eerie similarities uh, once it went to overtime, but we'll leave it at that. But I guess part, part, put that, uh, you know, you file that in with last year's Grey Cup, things you just don't want to hear about as a tiecast. It's okay. I have to edit this whole episode now. Uh, so it's, okay. it's, it's fine, Rod. Well, I got a lot of negative feedback on Twitter, by the way, for even bringing up the similarity that way. So. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, what else is going on around the league. Uh, you mentioned that you're in BC uh, this week with Saskatchewan. I mean, Nathan Rourke was such a fun player to watch. And and I know you're probably feeling it. The first Lions game you get to call, it's not Nathan Rourke, but just uh, your overall assessment on, on his play up until this point. And you know, BC is still a good football team. Where do they go from here? Uh, I think they are. And I think there are certain things um, that have been really strong about the BC Lions that have not been talked about because of Nathan Rourke. It's understandable. He's the headliner. He's the biggest story. And maybe we're going to hear a little bit more about those other things now. The receiving core they have, I mean, what Dominic Rimes has done, uh, especially. I mean, they were missing Brian Burnham uh, for a long time, and that receiving core was still dynamite, you know, in combination with Nathan Rourke, Lucky Whitehead, um, you know, Katoy, but certainly uh, Rimes. And, and when you have Whitehead and you have Brian Burnham back doing those Brian Burnham things, ridiculous catches, there's a lot there. But I think their defense, too. I mean, it, it has helped with Rourke keeping the other defense on the field so much, but I think uh, that that BC defense looks very good. They have a lot of good personnel. 
And um, I'll be curious to see how they answer with a, the guy who's been their biggest star of this season, not in the lineup for perhaps the rest of the season. So I still think that's a very good football team. Nathan Rourke has been their biggest star. There are a lot of good players on that team, and I'll be very curious to see how they respond. Well, talking about big star quarterbacks, there's probably no bigger star the past uh, 10 seasons in the CFL at the QB position than Bo Levi Mitchell and what he's been able to do. Jake Mayer listed ahead of him on the depth chart. I I don't want to say, are we seeing the end of an era of of Bo in Calgary? I I still think Bo's got a a long career ahead of him, but uh, just your your thoughts on, on the depth chart released today in Calgary. Yeah, uh, I wonder how long it's going to to stay this way. I guess that depends on how Jake Mayer plays once he's thrust into the starter's role. I don't think we've seen the last of Bo Levi Mitchell. No. Um, it, it, there's been some inconsistency with his throws this year, and really when he had the injury uh, last year too, he had a couple of injuries where it just didn't look like the same guy who really burst on the scene and um, in the early 2010s and was you know one of the top players of the past decade. Um, but I, I still, he has struggled and yet there are still flashes. I see of the old bully by Mitchell, um, you know, a little bit this season. And, um, I don't know, it's early on. It's stunning to see though, something that you just couldn't imagine seeing that he is going to be a healthy number two, a backup now on the Calgary depth chart to Jake Mayer. So, um, he clearly isn't the dominant player he once was. Um, but I wouldn't be writing him off just yet. I think of everybody who probably wrote off Ricky Ray, everybody who probably yeah. wrote off Henry Burris. I mean, this is a, a league in which quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks who know the league, exactly, can succeed well into their uh, their late 30s. And the Ricky Ray point, that's interesting. I don't know what his numbers were with Edmonton in 2011. I knew the, I know that they had a good record. I think they they ended up being just second place to – BC and they lost in the Western final, but obviously for Edmonton at the time, Ricky Ray had become expendable. And when you think of what he did in the years after with Toronto, it's kind of a crazy thought right now. Well, I mean, we started talking, we, I mean, we talked about things we don't talk about on the show here. So uh, I, I think, uh, you know, not that the Ticats made a, a wrong decision, but you think about Henry Burris, Zach Caleros, right. they had both, they had to make a decision. And, uh, and of course we know what Hank did and uh, we got to see him go into the hall of fame uh, this year. Yeah. Oh, hindsight's 2020, isn't it? Uh, Isn't that, isn't that the truth? (laughs) Sometimes too. Sometimes I think sometimes quarterbacks need a change. I mean, I, I'd be curious what Zach Kolaris would say, for example, like where he went after Hamilton was Saskatchewan Mm. and it was okay there. And he got hurt again. Um, But I, he wasn't looking like the dominant Zach that he was with say the 2015 tie cats or how he's been with Winnipeg, but there was something about his move to Winnipeg that just seemed to be the perfect fit. So sometimes Players, sometimes great quarterbacks, they have to go to a different location and then they get that spark again and something happens. So, yeah. So we, like you said, the, the future is bright and uh, you know, the quarterback position at the CFL always, uh, always so important. Uh, Rod, always appreciate catching up with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank you, Louie. And there's a certain season, certain game that I, I, I pledge never to talk about again. Thank you. Thank you. Until, until, well, until of course, the next time I do, and I'll get some hate <laughs> from Ticat fans. But anyway. All right. Well, appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thanks, Louie. And my thanks to Rod Smith for joining me today, and my thanks to you as well, because uh, we could not do the show without your support. So thank you. 
Uh, we really do appreciate it. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck triers to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. All right, that'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow from walkthrough at Tim Hortons Field. Same time, same place, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko. Thanks for checking us out. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, we're hoping you have a great day. Ticats Today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.